0: Hello everybody and welcome. I'm Miss Faye. This is gaming. Let's hoop. Look, we are hooping up and down the courts of knowledge as we go from living paycheck to paycheck. I'm so glad to have you guys with me tonight. I am excited. I have a new book. I have a new book. I have a new book. This book is so amazing until it is the highlight of our show tonight. The name of the book is called the richest man in Babylon absolutely the richest man in Babylon this book is by a man by the name of George S Clason, C-L-A-S-O-N George S Clason, the richest man in Babylon it is a very very easy read 144 pages you can stick it in your back pocket you can stick it in your purse and go I have a library and I was asking myself, because I love uh, anything that has to do with entrepreneurship, you know, just going to the next level in life, motivational, spiritual Christian books, that kind of thing. I have a, I had a thing uh, in my younger years about Bibles. I, I wanted one of every type of Bible in my library. And I think I made it with the exception of maybe three Bibles. I stopped short of three. It's not too late. But uh I was just wondering because I have so many different um um books in my library concerning finances like Rich Dad Poor Dad Tony Robinson different books like that the richest men in uh, the richest men in Genesis G- Genesis Millionaires. I'm sorry. It's called The Millionaires of Genesis. So I was wondering what what happened, probably because it appeared to be on eBay and on Amazon as a very big book, and that's never stopped me before, but I just couldn't come up with a reason why this book is just now making it to my repertoire. So, um, again, this book was so good until it it is what we're going to be talking about tonight, okay? Um, Before I go any further, I hope that this podcast finds everybody walking in prosperity uh, and health and so if you're just tuning in for the first time tonight welcome 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 to gaming our show is titled gaming because life is a game finances money is a game and the marketplace is a game these games have been played uh, for as long as any of us can remember uh, by the game players themselves they've set up some strategic rules that they live by and they play by and um, so we're in a season we're in a season in life where we too need to become uh, informed. Uh, my show is geared toward baby boomers and millennials and the next generation. There are five five generations of money. We got ancient money, that's God's money, silver, gold, and copper. And then we have um, historical money, that's, that's old money. I was told on one occasion that old money doesn't play with new money because old money felt like new money was not seasoned and mature enough Uh, to get in the game, but they tell me that millennials' money and and this young money is is knocking because of the technology today. Um, Old money will always have its value and have its place, but it's irrelevant in the sense that new money is so much money and such fast money. Um, Let's just take Amazon. The Amazon, Jim Basil, um, he's worth, Amazon is worth $140 billion dollars. Uh, he's worth $140 billion, and Amazon is worth a trillion dollars already. See, lot see, Lot just means to take a precious pause. So with all that being said, I want you guys to get comfortable and uh, let's journey the journey. Let's hoop with me. Okay. All right. So again, our book made it. This book made it to a number one bestseller <laughs> uh, on the gaming podcast and so much and so until it has become the absolute show tonight. We, you all know that we have Money Mondays, we have Wisdom Wednesdays. that's where we lay the foundation. Money Mondays is where we talk about money, and then Financial Fridays is where I share my business, some bits and pieces about my business, in hopes that I would be able to serve you, to assist you, to render some kind of assistance to you, and helping you go from living paycheck to paycheck. Also, keep in mind is that I do not have a monopoly. My business is not the end all, be all concerning um, those things, and. um, and so, but there are many businesses out here. We have just got to become um, informed. We got to become informed. We got to stir one another back up. We got to encourage one another that there is hope. As long as we're alive, there's hope to do better and to have more. And uh, and that's where we all are headed. I need to go some places, some exotic places I've never been before. And I, I need to drive that 2020 Audi. I I, I need to drive. I need. I need. You want a? You? I need to drive a 220 Audi, black on black on black on black on rims, fully loaded with with everything, and the license plates I need the same as Faye. I, I need to experience that. And so it is. So, we, so we're working on that. I'm trying to make some things happen for myself, okay? We don't want to take anything from anybody. We want to be integral. We want to execute from a place of character and morality. And uh, we want to move forward, okay? It's enough for everybody. I don't care what they say. America is the richest country in the world. There is enough money. We are not broke. Uh, no, 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 no. We got some displaced trillions of dollars but we're not broke by any means uh, and the gold is not gone you don't don't get rid of gold like you get rid of paper now let's just slow down and let me say this man's money is printed paper and plastic with an expiration date when money is so old they put it out of commission by way of burning it when your cards expire they're renewed god's money is ancient it's silver, it's gold, and it's copper. And you cannot get away with God's money, do away with God's money like you do away with man's money. And God's money has no expiration date. You have displaced it and put it somewhere. But the gold is not gone. Okay? All right. Let's that's Let's hope. Let's do this. In the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, there was a young man, again, who found himself in a position that was displeasing to him. He knew that he had the potential to be, all right? Our show is called, What Soul Are You? S-O-U-L. Are you the soul of a free man, or are you the soul of a slave? What soul are you? This young man knew that he had the potential to be He knew that he was created to be, he knew that he was born to be the soul of a free man, yet he found himself in a position and living life as the soul of a slave and becoming a slave, the slave owner had some women that he would assign these different slaves to and he was assigned to a woman who dared to dare him. And she told him one day, she said, I need you to load up. I need you to get the camels. My mother is sick. We're going on a journey to her. Get water, get wine, get bread, get vegetables, get fruit. Load up. And so he did. And while taking this journey, because we got to make a 144-page story short, while journeying the journey, she challenged him. She dared to challenge him. Mm. We're talking about real men. We're talking about, let me say it this way. We're talking about a man Uh challenging him. She challenged him. And she said to him on the journey, are you the soul of a free man or are you the soul of a slave? And during the conversation somewhere, during the conversation she said to him, and how do you know? Because he replied, I am, with a voice of indignation the soul of a free man and she dared to counteract that response that reply and she said and how do you know and the story goes on to say that he was so troubled by her having the mitigated you don't even, hold hold on, hold on hold on, you don't even know me really did you really just come for me right there but she did let let me let me just be the, the one who tell you, because I read the story. She did, and the story goes on to say that even when they arrived to see her mother, he could not stop thinking about the question, and the question just kept playing over and over and over in his mind. Hmm. So. Here are just a few things from this story that I want to share with you while we paint the Picasso. You know, here on gaming, we paint fine art by way of legitimate life stories. And so let's just paint the Picasso. Mm -hmm. Let's just lay the groundwork. There's one part of the writing that says, At last I saw the true values in life. There was another occasion in the book where a wise man was sharing some truth and an arrogant man stood up in the congregation and said, I'm grown, in other words, and I'm I'm, I'm translating, and I'm, I'm rich and I work hard for my money, and I can wear what I wanna wear and I can have what I wanna have and how you know it's not just luck. And so they had a debate concerning luck And when the wise man, how he handled it is he challenged the people in the audience to answer the question of the arrogant one. And they began to stand up and share their stories about how they were without wealth and how they came into wealth. And at the end of the challenge, it left the arrogant man with these words. At last, (laughs) I saw the true value in life. There's no such thing as love. That was the conclusion of the whole matter. So back to the young man who was challenged with the question. He was challenged so much and so, and he asked this question to himself over and over again until it stirred him. And it stirred him to strike up a conversation with the Campbells. Because remember, at this time, he had reached the destination of the sick mother, and she had gone in to her mother. So the way the story is pictured and the way we're painting tonight, we can see that he was outside, perhaps giving the camels cool water and brushing them down with the brush and getting their hoofs ready for the journey back. And so... The question just kept plaguing him and kept playing, rewinding and rewinding in his mind. Are you the soul of a free man or are you the soul of a slave? This portion of the story was so powerful. And for those of you who don't know, sometimes I put together poetic pieces. This portion of the story was so powerful until I just dropped the mic. I dropped the book, in other words, and I picked up the pen and I began to pen a piece. And so before we're, we have concluded tonight, I'm gonna to share the piece with you. It was that powerful. So in asking a question and being stirred and being disturbed by the fact that she had the nerve to challenge his manhood, not understanding who he came from and it was just some decisions he made and maybe it's a few things he did or did not do that put him over in the position of being a slave for a season. But in talking to the, to the camels, Here is what the story says. The glazed eyes of my camels brightened at the new note in my husky voice. With great effort, after being contempt, they gained the strength to stand up. Because the story says that the camels had grew tired during the journey. And their legs were becoming withered and they began to wither down. In other words, they began to slow down. And so, because she had challenged him in such a way and disturbed his peace and his manhood and his ego, if the truth be told, in such a way that he rose up with an indignation. And he said in his conversation to the camel, Get up! Something is getting ready to happen. And here is what happened. The story says, with a pitiful perseverance, they pushed on toward the north where something within me said, I will find Babylon. Now, I remind you, the story is the richest manned in Babylon. And remind you, this platform has come to encourage you that even though we are living, some of us, not all of us, because not everybody is, from paycheck to paycheck, we've got to get up. And we've got to find our way back to babylon not babylon per se but the story is titled the richest man that's in babylon what can the man do for you when the good book says lean not to the arm of man what can the man do for you when the bible says lean not to your own understanding what can man do for you even If he's rich, but this man knew he had an aha moment. He had a light bulb moment. He was disturbed and provoked by a woman. And she challenged his ability and who he really was in spite of his position. Oh, I'm going to put the story together because I am a storyteller. And so the book goes on and says, we, we not only will find, he said, we would find Babylon. I can feel it in my bones how he said it or may have said it. Uh-huh. And then he said, we found water. We passed by more fertile countries where the grass and the fruit was good. We found the trail to Babylon. See, Selah, like, take a precious pause. Now, this, this is what got me. And I'm talking about Wisdom Wednesday. Come on, people. Welcome to the podcast. We're gaming tonight. Come on, hoop with me. Um. this is what got me. The story says, the story writer says he found a greater trail to Babylon. He found more beautiful grass and more luscious fruit. Let me just tell you that those things was always there. They were always there. If he found them when he got there, they were there. If he found them along the way, they were there. But he was so distraught about his position, his present position, being a slave to not having, being a slave to having more month than he had money, being a slave to just going from paycheck to paycheck and not having enough to do anything extra or an additional or going somewhere worth going. He was so challenged by his position as a slave to what was versus what he knew it could and should be. Because remember, he came from Babylon, so he saw how the rich lived. He saw how the wealthy lived. He understood what that extra silver, that extra gold, and that extra copper could do. Mm. Selah. And so it is. And the story goes on. But just know, as we journey the journey of life, that those things are there. They've always been there. we just got to find the formula. We've just got to find the ingredients. We've just got to find the strategies of how to have them too. Somebody may say, well, all that stuff you're talking is good, but there's a lot of rich people. They ain't got no character. They ain't got no morals. They do everything. They're naked. They just out there. And that's true. That's true. Let me be the first to say that's true, but that's not your story. And that's not my story, which means you're ready for me. That's none of your business. And that's none of my business moving forward. And so he went on to say these words right here, because the soul of a free man is not what I'm seeing. I've got to make some, I've, I've just got to make some changes. There's a passion of scripture in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, if I'm not mistaken. It says, God looked down from heaven one day and he saw the kings walking and the servants riding. He saw the maids and the butlers on the horse and he saw his sons, kings and priests, walking and that brought him to a pause okay now he was so disturbed by this I'm finished with the book I'm gonna lay the book down he was so disturbed by this because again we have potential America is so angry Why? Because we've been so hustled. We've been lied to. Information has been held back from us. We've not been given. Our rights have been voted and taken away from certain things. They shut down programs that benefit the the seniors and the senior, senior, seniors and the, the old and they take away rights. And programs and monies and funds from our soldiers. They go over, give their lives, lose legs and arms. And the people are tired and burnt out and they work just enough to get paid. And the employers pay them just enough to keep them coming. But wisdom would speak to us tonight and say that we must get back to Babylon Babylon as a type of Babylon as a symbolism. The Bible is one book that contains 66 books that's divided into three parts. Realistically speaking, it did happen and it's going to happen, and it's happening. Symbolically speaking, it's a symbolism of and typically speaking it's a type of and so the story is a type of the book is filled with the realistically speaking and the type of and the symbolic and the symbolism of and so it speaks to us on wisdom Wednesdays and it says that we don't always like being confronted who are you to ask me Who am I? Who are you to challenge me by way of a soul of a free man versus the soul of a slave? You don't know my story. You don't know how I got here. You don't know what I've been through. You were not there when I lost my job. You were not there when I lost my mother and my father two weeks apart. You was not there when my husband, who was the sole income, because I was a stay-at-home mom, passed away. You were not there when I had the stroke in 2005 and was totally paralyzed on one side and didn't know whether I was going to walk. You were not there when I was being beaten and battered Doing my marriage and doing domestic violence you were not there when I had to make the decision you were not there when he left you were not there when she left you were not there when the house burned down and the job ceased to be you don't know how I got here but let me tell you something let me encourage you let me remind you of the beauty of being confronted on the gaming podcast it stirs you But don't let it stir you to a place of anger. Maintain your ability to be in control at all times. That's a power and an authority that's been given to you by your creator. But let it stir you and provoke you to the point where you say, I will find Babylon. Not only will I find my way back to Babylon, but I will find the richest man in Babylon. I will find the solution. And not only will I find the solution, but I will find he that owned the cattle on a thousand hills. And I will discuss and we will discuss and we will. The Bible says, I'm thinking of the scripture, discuss, discuss. We will. He said, come, let us reason together. Come. He said, put me in remembrance of find the business find the business owner find the entrepreneur who owns the business and see if you can be an apprentice find what you like back in the day we used to say find your niche today they're saying find your niche i think that word is just so everything (laughs) y'all can you find your niche find what you love when I found the business that I'm a part of, it just jumped off the screens at me. And I binge watched the man for four days. I can spit his stuff. Not as, not better than he can, but it's, it's almost as well. You get the point. You will get the point. I can make you feel it. Because I'm passionate about it. I am so passionate about it. So you have to find your niche. You got to find Babylon. And when you get there, you got to find the richest man in Babylon. Why do you want to find the richest man in Babylon? Who do we think he is? Let me tell you something. You can't be mad at the rich and not like the rich if you want to be rich. I binge watched this man so long until he put a number up on the screen. I was like, I'm going to just call this number and see what he's talking about. That man picked up the phone. That is an eight-figure millionaire. That man picked up the phone and gave me almost 30 minutes of his time. I broke down and started crying. You probably said you told that part already. I may tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm gonna tell it a thousand more times if you stick around long enough. Did you hear me say that man picked up the phone? He said, What's your name? I said, Miss Walkers. He said, Miss Walkers, why are you crying? I said, Because rich people don't answer the phone. They have their people to call you back and their people call you and tell you about your, see if they can speak to your people who tell their people, I ain't even got no people, it's just me. <laughs> Do you hear me when I say, Oh, for those of you who don't know Miss Faye, hi how are you we are in our beta stage of our podcast i have not learned how to edit so you guys got to get all the craziness and i told you i'm gonna look back at the i'm gonna be like girl you was the stuff you was doing it you was everything yes so anyway yeah i was crying he said don't cry he gave me almost 30 minutes of his time and i said okay i'm gonna push the button on this thing in 30 days and I'm so glad that I did. And I don't, when I opened it up, I was like, oh my God, I was so overwhelmed. There's so many videos and there's so much stuff to learn. But then I went back in prayer and I said, like, okay, daddy, God, you got to, you got to teach this thing to me. So I'm not intimidated. I was, I was, I came out of the gates like, I mean, what have I done? But the challenge of learning it, I set it up in classes. So you gotta you gotta find your way back to Babylon. You gotta find the richest man. You gotta be bold enough to ask for an audience with the richest man in Babylon. And then when you get his attention, you gotta calm down, see take a precious pause. You gotta share your desire, your passion, and then he'll give you some instructions. And then when you get off the phone with the richest man in Babylon, you gotta execute. You can't be afraid to execute. And so, if you're living from paycheck to paycheck and you listen to me on Financial Fridays, I might be able to help you when you listen to some of the things that I share. And if I am the woman for the job, then we'll get together and we'll we'll get the ball rolling. But if I'm not, it's a thousand and one things out here in the world to do. It's bakeries, it's Nikes, it's Adidas, it's Jordans. Okay, come on is K-Swiss. K-Swiss did not I used to wear K-Swiss all the time K-Swiss did not go out of business just because Nike was climbing the scales K-Swiss ain't never been intimidated by the Jordans. Ask me how I know because they still selling K-Swiss K-Swiss didn't pack up and say well I guess we Jordans here now they don't need us no more it's, 900, it's nine point something billion people in the world there's somebody who will love K-Swiss and don't don't believe that it, it's necessary to pay 300 dollars, three hundred dollars for some gym shoes. They just don't know. Give me k Swiss. I just bought me some white girls from Walmart, five dollars and ninety-seven cents. I don't care what kind of gym shoe they come out with. It's gonna all. There's nothing like a white girl with some jeans and a crisp white shirt. Do you hear me? All right. So you gotta be willing to go back to Babylon, and you gotta find the richest man in Babylon. So let me ask you, are you the soul of a free man, or are you the soul of a slave? The soul of a free man sees the world and its problems and says, I can overcome, while the soul of a slave says, there's no hope, I'm doomed and I'm done. The soul of a free man looks at the world and prays against the spirit of discontentment, while the soul of a slave becomes discontented. The soul of a free man says, we will find Babylon and learn the formulas to its riches. While the soul of a slave says, so I've lived in Babylon all my life. Me and my family would die in the trenches and in the ditches the soul of a free man sees life as a series of problems that can be solved while the soul of a slave sees the very same problems and miss every powerful resolve the soul of a slave whines and complains and says what can I do I'm a slave Wow. The soul of a free man is stirred by the challenges of life until he hears his own soul say, there is, there is a better way. So let me ask you, are you the soul of a free man or the soul of a slave? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been beautiful tonight. Thank you for joining me here on the Gaming Podcast. We are here on Money Mondays, we are here on Wisdom Wednesdays, and we are here on Financial Fridays. When you think about everything that I've said, you've got to remember that these are the things I've learned, and this is just how I see it. I'm Ms. Faye. Until Financial Fridays. Bye-bye, everybody.